Hey, how's it going? Uh, God bless you all. I'm going to be reading to you uh, in the Bible today from Luke, uh, the whole chapter 16. You know, that was the verse of the day, but I started reading it. It just really spoke to me. Uh, It talks about the parable of the shrewd manager. Okay, just to give you a little bit on the word shrewd, because I kind of looked it up. Uh, It says the word shrewd is having or showing sharp powers of judgment. Astute. This is uh, in the dictionary. Um, She was shrewd enough to guess the motive behind his gesture. Uh, Number two says, especially of weather, piercingly cold, a shrewd east wind. I mean, it. I feel like the snow was pretty shrewd today. <laughs> you know, just saying. Uh, it says, of a blow, severe, a bayonet, shrewd, thrust, mischievous, malicious. Shrewd, uh, it says, astute, sharp-witted, sharp, acute, intelligent, clever, alert, canny, media-savvy, perceptive, percipient, I don't know that word, observant, discriminating, Sagacious, sage, wise, far-seeing, far-sighted, cunning, artful, crafty, willy, calculating, uh, disingenuous, on the ball, smart, savvy, sus, pocky, heads up, long-headed, sapient. Yeah, I I used to you know hear about people saying like the word sus, so <laughs> I'm not going to go into that anyway. Uh, you know that's like short for suspect. I don't know if that's the same meaning or not. Uh, down here it says, especially a weather, piercing cold, a shrewd east wind, of a blow, severe, uh, bayonet, shrewd, okay, I read that. And then down here it says, Middle English, in the sense, evil in nature or character, from shrew, in the sense, evil person or thing, or as the past particle of obsolete shrew, to curse. The word developed the sense cunning and gradually gained a favorable connotation during the 17th century. All right, so let's go back to the Bible here. It says, Jesus told this story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. One day, a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. So the employer called to him and said, what's this I hear about you? Get your report in order because you're going to be fired. The manager thought to himself, now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches, and I'm too proud to beg. Uh, I know how to ensure that I have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I am fired. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. So the manager told him, take the bill and quickly change it to 400 gallons. And how much do you owe my employer? He asked the next man, I owe him a thousand bushels of wheat, was the reply. Here, the manager said, take the bill and change it to 800 bushels. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And... It is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the light. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then, when your possessions are gone, 
they will welcome you to an eternal home. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. The Pharisees, who dearly loved their money, heard all this and scoffed at him. Then he said to them, You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God. Until John the Baptist, the law of Moses, and the, manage, and the messages of the prophets were your guides. But now the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone is eager to get in. But that doesn't mean that the law has lost its force. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the smallest point of God's law to be overturned. For example, a man who divorces his wife and marries someone else commits adultery. And anyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. Parable of the rich man and Lazarus. Jesus said, There was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen, and who lived each day in luxury. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there, longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick him and lick his open sores. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried, and he went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted, and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted, and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm separating us. No one can cross over to you from here. And no one can cross over to us from there. Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to, to my father's home. For I have five brothers, and I want them to warn them so they don't end up in this place torment. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, No, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded even if someone rises from the dead. So when I started thinking about this, it was talking about, you know, how the, the, the manager, uh, he was wasting the employer's money. Right. And up here, 
Uh, it says the employer called him and said, well, what is this I hear about you? Get your report in order because you're going to be fired. So then he took and he was like, you know what? I'm just going to speak, you know, how I speak. He said, I'm going to bless these people that owe my boss. I'm going to bless them. You know, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to, you know, what do you owe? What do you owe? Uh, I'm going to cut it in half for you, more or less. You know, I'm, I'm going I'm to make it less than what you owe, uh, which was evil. You know, that was evil. That was wrong. And he shouldn't have did that, right? Because it said he was shrewd, you know. Uh, okay, it says right here. He invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe? The man replied, $800. And he said, you know, change it to 400 The other one said 1000 He said, change it to $800. Uh, right here it says, the rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd, right? We know shrewd is like mean, evil, you know, uh, cunning, crafty, we, you know. Anyway, it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd and dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. So like when we're, when we're rude and mean and cunning and, you know, like we're, we're, we're quick to cut somebody down. Um, then we're acting like the world. We're not acting like the children of light. Uh, when we're dishonest, you know, when we, uh, using people, um, uh, like what he did to his, to his boss. I mean, he basically, uh, it wasn't his place to do that. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't his power to do that. You know, he, it, it wasn't even his stuff for him to be like, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to take your stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to sell it for less. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to take your stuff from you. You know, to, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to, I'm going to take what's his, you know, cause it's not even, it wasn't even the guy's stuff. It was his boss's stuff, you know? And then he said, um, Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then your your possessions are gone. They will welcome you to an eternal home. Okay, so right there, I kind of heard it like they were saying that it was it was uh, wise of him, right? It was wise of him and stuff, but he had to admire him, uh, the dishonest rascal being so shrewd, right? Because he was admiring him because he was like, you know, the guy was like, look, I'm about to be homeless. I'm about to have no job. Uh, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got no friends. You know, I'm going to um, I'm going to need a place to stay and stuff like that. So um, he admired him because it was wise. It's wise to, you know, to have a place to go. Right. It's wise to to not be homeless, you know, to think ahead and stuff like that. But in the same breath, it was wrong how he did it you know it was wrong how he did it um that's why it says he was shrewd you know um the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd because he was dishonest you know it wasn't his place to give those people those blessings like that first of all um anyway you know i, I just thought that was interesting i had to really really sit and think about that um you know that's how the children of this world act they're shrewd. They're evil. They're mean. You know, they they treat people bad. They they um, they rob. They steal. You know, all those. You know, you know what the Bible teaches us that uh, uh, the things of the uh, what does the devil do? He's 
He's uh, cunning, crafty. Uh, the Bible says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I mean, you know, words words can murder people. You know, what words are you speaking out of your mouth? They can murder somebody, you know? Like if you're doing it maliciously to hurt someone, then, you know, that's called murder. You know, because I don't think that children of God truly understand the power that they carry. Your words can, can destroy, you know? You have the power God said he gave us the power to tread on serpents, you know, to tread to, to, to tread on scorpions and serpents, you know how he said it. But anyway, we have power. There's power in our words. The Bible says there's life and death and the power of the tongue. You can curse or you can bless, right? The children of this world, they curse. The children of light, they bless, but not maliciously, not evilly. You don't you don't do things uh, evilly to get ahead in life. That's not going to get you ahead. You know, that's going to get you <laughs> uh, behind. You know, I'm, well, you know what I mean. You're not going to you're not going to gain from that. You might gain worldly stuff, but it's not going to bless you in the end. Um, and plus, like when you go down here, uh, it says, "Sorry, I got people walking around me." Um, it says, use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. And it says right here, if you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things... Why should you be trusted with things of your own? So right here it says the little things, right? If you're not, if you are faithful in little things, right? So I was kind of looking at it like, you know, the little things. Um, if God sends one person to you for you to disciple, for you to teach, for you to help, you know, and you're not even faithful with that, what makes you think he's going to give you some mega church? What makes you think that he's going to use you for so much greater when you he can't even trust you with, with the little thing that he gave you? You know, and, and he never said it was going to be so easy. You know, he never said it was going to be easy. Um, but like even even down here, the little things, right? Like if I got 10 bucks and I'm like broke, you know, I got no money. But I see this dude over here starving, man. He's just sitting there on the corner. Everybody walking past him. Nobody wants to help him. What am I going to, I mean, how would I feel good about going and buying me a meal that cost me $10 when I could have bought me a meal that cost five and bought him a meal too? And we both could eat. You know what I'm saying? And then when I do that, I don't do it because I'm like, yeah, if I do this, God's going to bless me because then that would be shrewd. That would be mischievous. That would be evil. You know, I, I would be not doing it for the right reasons. You know, if I'm doing it because I'm like, man, I've been there. I've been homeless, bro. I've I've been without, you know, I've, I've been there. I know what that's like. Then I would help him because I care. I genuinely care. And what's so amazing about God is that he knows our heart. And when we do it by those intentions, because it's just like, you know what, Lord, I don't really expect you to do anything. But the most amazing part of this is, is that you're that guy. You're good like that. You know, when I bless folks, you bless me. And, and that's just awesome. And when you know God like that, it's just like, man, I do it because I love people. 
And I don't do it because I'm expecting God to do something for me. Because the Lord said, he's my shepherd and I shall not want. So I ain't going to run around wanting. I'm not going to go around begging. I'm just going to believe God. I don't believe what the world says. I don't care what the world looks like. I believe what God said. I don't believe in vain. So when I think about this, you know, if you're faithful with the little, uh, you'd be faithful in large ones, right? So what do you do when, you know, like for instance, you got, you got all this peace, this love, this joy, this happiness. You got all these fruits, you know. We have, we have love, you know, the characteristics of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. Love does not boast. You know, we have all these things. So what do we do with somebody that don't have those things? Do we just treat them bad, you know, turn our back on them? No. You know, we show them how to achieve this. We show them how to do this thing, you know. We say, look, you know, um, this is how we this is how we should do this. You know, um, I want to help you. You know, I want to I want to give you love. I want to show you what love is, you know, because some of us don't even understand what love is. We never experienced it. We don't know what it's like to be merciful to people. You know, we never received mercy before. Um, some of us don't even never even knew what love was until the Lord grabbed a hold of us. You know what I mean? Some of us had no clue. We never ever was really experienced love the way that the Lord shows love. You know, he is true love. He he is amazing, man. I could go on and on about him. Okay, so it says down here, if we're faithful with little things, you will be faithful in large ones, right? So then if I'm taking my money and I'm, you know, uh, setting aside money for my children, you know, uh, starting bank accounts for them so that they went, when they get older, you know, I may not have a lot of money now. And, and, that, and that bank account even may not be a lot of money when it starts out, but it starts out small and it grows and it becomes huge, you know? So down here, uh, when it talks about the little things, my gosh, I could go on and on about this whole little things. Um, if I got a piece of crap car, you know, and, and it, it's messed up, it's falling apart, you know, which my car is, <laughs> but if I'm changing the oil and, you know, I'm doing what I can do, you know what I mean? Then I will be, that would be considered faithful with the little things, you know, I'm taking care of it. I'm, I'm trying to do my best with it, you know, with what I can. I mean, I don't have money, so it's kind of hard to you know, really do everything I can, like get new bushings and, you know, uh, oil changes all the time, <laughs> new tires, you know what I'm saying? But if I do the best with what I have, I'll be given more, you know, I'll be given more. And if I got, um, what does the Bible say? It says, don't despise small beginnings, you know, like, um, well, let me, let me, I'm, I could go on and on, man. So let me just stop there. But uh, right down here it says, and if you're untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches in heaven? Right? It says, we can't serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. Right? It says the Pharisees, who dearly love their money. So he's calling people that love their money the Pharisees. You know, I mean, right there it said, the Pharisees who dearly loved their money heard all this and scoffed at him. Then he said to them, 
You like to appear righteous in public, but God knows your hearts, basically what you do in private. What this world honors is detestable in the sight of God, right? So, I mean, it, right there it said, what does it say? It says, pride comes before a fall, right? Like, if I see somebody that really, I just happen to be this guy, man. I, I, I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I can't get away from it. I'm sorry. Um, I just happen to be this guy. I, I got this amazing job. I was making, like, the most money I ever made. And then all of a sudden, I lost my job because my background report came back. And, you know, I'm a felon, so uh, I got to find a new job. So if you can, pray for me. Pray for me that I, I get a new job and stuff like that, which I'm I'm happy that, you know, I got a, one more paycheck coming this Friday. But after that, I, I'm not really sure what to do until – income tax and stuff like that comes in. Uh, I don't, we don't have any income coming in, but I'm not going to beg you guys uh, for money. That's not what this is. I'm just asking for prayer. Um, But anyways, um, it says, if you love money more than you love God, you can't serve two masters, you know, either money's your master or God is. Either God is your shepherd and you shall not want or money is one of the two. I mean, you, you gotta, you can't be on the fence. You know, I've always heard that the devil owns the fence. You know what I mean? Um, and like God knows everything you do in private. You know, the, uh, the Bible says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand did, you know? Cause, uh, well, anyway, down here, it talks about, uh, the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, right? It says that Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived each day in luxury. At his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick lick his open sores. That right there, man, I was just like, oh my gosh, the dogs will lick his open sores. That sounds horrible, you know, that sounds horrible. And uh, finally, it says the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried and went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. So right there, we know that the rich man, he went to hell. And Lazarus, the poor man that was laying outside of his gate, you know, begging, man, please help me. Uh... Well, I mean, did it say he helped, asked him to help him? Uh, okay, it says, Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived each day in luxury. Wow, he said he was clothed in purple. I, that's amazing to me, just for a certain reason. Like that staircase I saw, and that, that dude was knelt down. He had a purple cape on, but anyway. <sighs> Uh, at, at, at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dog would come and lick his open sores. Scraps. Okay, so yeah, he was, he was like wanting help, but he wasn't begging. You know, he wasn't begging the guy, but he was, uh, he was longing. You know, and I'm not going to look up the word longing. You can do that. But I get it. You know, I get the moral of the story is he needed help. You know, he needed help. 
I don't know whether he asked a dude for help or he was just like in need of help or what it was. But the man, the rich man, didn't do anything. He didn't even help the guy. And and the guy was laying there with sores all over him and he freaking died, you know? And um it was it was it was sad because the the rich guy, he had it in his ability to help that guy. You know, he he had it like that. You know what I mean? He was rich. I'm not talking about somebody that ain't, that ain't got much money, you know, that's struggling to pay their own bills and stuff like that. I'm talking about somebody that is well off, you know, um, not just well off, but, you know, they they have got uh, the finances to be able to actually help somebody and it's not going to hurt them. You know what I mean? So, I mean, again, like about the ten dollars, you know, so um, I, I just kind of looked at that like God. You know, because uh, that purple cape, and I keep thinking about that, That because God then showed me I'm going to be wealthy, I'm going to be rich, you know. I can't wait to bless his people. I mean, I can't wait because that, I I understand, like, um, the law of, like, you know, give and take, you know what I mean? Like, you give, you reap what you sow, right? So if I sow, like, we all look at it like uh, helping somebody, but essentially, I mean, that's sowing. You're sowing into the kingdom when you do stuff like that. That's the way I look at it. But um, if you think about it, it's a give and take relationship with the Lord, right? So, and the way I say this is because he freely gives and we freely take. But no, no, just, <laughs> anyway, I'll just mess it around. But um, so, uh, I'm sorry, guys, I'm outside and all the snow everywhere and people left and right, you know, I'm just trying to stay focused, but. One day I'll get there, man. I have a place where I can just be in a room and totally focus and write this stuff down. And, you know, you can see my my face on a video. We can talk and all this. and We'll get there. So, um, basically, I've I seen this, like, if we have this peace, this love, this joy, you know, if we're patient, we're kind, we're all these things, right? We do everything out of love. We do, we do, we follow the fruits of the Spirit, right? And we're dealing with somebody that don't have that, right? They, they, you can see they, they don't have that, you know, even if it's somebody that uh, should be, you know, that's been doing this for a long time and should be way, way, way far ahead of you. What do we do? You know, what do we do? Do we treat them bad? Like, oh, well, they should have, they should have, you know what? Why don't we be that example and show them how it's done? You know, let us love them regardless of the way that they may treat us. Let us love them. Let us be patient with them. Let us be kind to them. You know, let us reach out and love them the way that Christ loved us. Because even though they smack us in our face, give them the other cheek, you know? Give them the other cheek and say, here, man, I love you. I don't care what you do. I still love you, bro. And you know what? That's the same way the Lord treats us. He loves us no matter how bad we treat him no matter how many times we commit adultery on him, you know? And I mean, uh, man, I could go on about this whole adultery thing, but um, I choose not to embarrass other folks because that's not cool either. You know, I'll just go ahead and tell you because um, I, I feel like Eminem, you guys, I feel like Eminem, like I would definitely come out here and tell you everything I ever did wrong and, and, and take down all your ammunition because I'm not ashamed of none of that. I'm not ashamed of grace. I'm not ashamed of, you know, what the Lord brought me through. He's going to get all the glory for it. But what the Lord's been showing me recently is that 
he done forgot all that stuff. So why do I keep remembering it? Why do I keep bringing it up if he forgot it? Because the devil's the one that brings up your past. You know, when I, when I mess up, I go to God and I, I beg him, you know, I beg him to, well, I shouldn't even say beg him, but to be real with you, there's certain times where, you know, I just don't know what to do. And I do, I, I just come out begging, but uh, he kind of tells me, you know, you don't have to beg John. So don't do that. Sorry about that. I just, I'm telling you guys a little bit of my personal ways, but I, um, I go to God and I pray and I tell him, you know, I'm sorry, you know, and I ask him to help me. And, and by faith, I believe that he's destroying it all and he's helping me overcome all these things, you know? And, um, I just pray until I find peace. I pray until I feel like I'm right with God, you know, I do. And, uh, I know that the things from, from, you know, even yesterday, let's put it like that, even the things from yesterday, today when I prayed, I knew that his grace was renewed daily. I knew that as I prayed to him, you know, over spitting on the ground or having a bad thought or, you know, the smallest little things, right? Because we know anything unrighteous is considered sin. So I just talk to him and I tell him the real truth. I tell him the deep, dark secrets that I don't show the whole world, which I'm that guy. I will. I ain't scared. But, but you know, he didn't give me a spirit of fear, you guys. I'm just, just saying, you know, they say bold like a lion, trust and believe. I've got no fear. I've got no fear when it comes to stuff like that. I've been persecuted all my life, man, even from a baby. You know, people's hated me for stuff I didn't even do. So it's cool, man. It's cool. I've, I've been seasoned. For this stuff all of my life you know people uh see these anointings they see these calling they see these mantles and they want it you know I, I get it you know people want stuff but do you know what comes with it do you know what it took to get a person there and that's what really really puzzles me is that if you see a person is called to do a certain thing you know even maybe something that you're called to do or or something like that you know like say Say, if you see a man is called to be a, a prophet, for instance, or an apostle, you know, or something like that, how could you be impatient with that man knowing what you went through? I mean, if you're a true apostle, if you're a true prophet, if you're a true evangelist, if you're a true pastor, if you're a true teacher, if you're a true man of the fivefold ministry, and you know another person is called into the fivefold ministry, you should know that this man is going through some stuff. And he may not understand, especially for someone that don't have nobody. You guys, I got one friend and his name is George and I love him. Sorry. I love him dearly, man. Thank you, Jesus. So with that being said, I'm taking friend applications, you know, uh, I'm a good guy. If you get to know me, my heart is pure, even though the outer don't always look like it. I have the best intentions. If you would just talk to me and get to know me, you may see what the Lord sees in me. It took me to step outside of myself and try to see what God sees in me. And, and man, it's amazing because I've never seen it for myself. I've never seen it. 
I just thought I was messed up. And in reality, it's not who I am at all. It's not who I am at all. The day that, that he grabbed a hold of me, I've never been the same. I've tried to go back to my old ways, and it just don't work out. I care about people genuinely. You know, what does the Bible tell us? It says to do things in, in private and stuff like that, and don't let nobody know and stuff, and, and great is your reward in heaven and stuff like that, right? There's things I do that none of you guys know about, and I love it that way. Because it's God that gets the glory, not me. I don't need no glory. For what? For what? I'm not God. You know, this power wasn't mine. It's his. You know, this this wisdom ain't mine. It's his. This, this whatever he gave me. It's not mine. It's his. Why would I want to run around puffed up acting like I'm something that I'm truly not? You know, that's why I had the whole uh, about titles and stuff like that. But that's actually biblical and stuff. But. If I know who I am, why do I got to go around telling everybody? For what reason? You know, I let other people say who I am, period. I don't need to. I know that I carry power. You know what I mean? I don't got to run around and tell everybody, hey, this is what I got. Hey, watch this. Hey, I can do it. I don't need to do that because the, the one that lives inside of me is greater than anything. And I praise him and I exalt him above all things all things, even me. So down here, right? It said, hold on, let me, let me uh, see this. Anyway, I would, I would suggest that you guys really go back and, and read this whole chapter and really meditate on it and break down every, every little word and you know, if you don't know a word, look it up, Google it, you know, figure out what that word means. But uh, down here it says the rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have pity. He couldn't. He couldn't. He's not God. Abraham's not God. You know, he was asking him to send Lazarus over to dip his tip of his of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I'm in anguish. These flames. But Abraham said to him, son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted? Lazarus had nothing. So now he's here being comforted and you're in anguish. So that tells you right there. If you got it in your power to help somebody out and you don't, the Bible says you're no better than an unbeliever. This guy right here was rich. He, he was able to help this guy, but he just kept walking past him like he didn't exist. And this, this rich guy ended up in hell for it. You know, and Lazarus, the guy that didn't have anything, he went to heaven. God's awesome. He's awesome. I could really sit here and go on and on and on and on and on about this, you guys. But I'm sitting in the car and I'm getting ready to go somewhere. I just really wanted to touch on this a little bit. And... um I thought it was beautiful, you know, like the more the the one the verse that really, really had me like reflecting, you know, it was uh the rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it's true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the light. 
So right there, the way I hear that is that what that man did was dishonest, right? And it was shrewd. The rich man admired him, right? Probably because he was shrewd too, but I don't know. Um, the rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. And it's true, the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than the children of light. So the man was wrong for taking taking that man's stuff so that he could get ahead, you know? The man was wrong for, for the way he handled it, you know? Um, he did it so that he could get ahead, you know, so that when when he was uh, homeless and he wasn't going to have nothing, that, you know, he would have something, you know? That's, that's That was his motive behind it, you know what I mean? So that So that he could have wealth, so that he could be rich, you know? He wasn't doing it uh, from a pure heart. You know, he was doing it from being shrewd. And um, it says down here, it's true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than the children of light. So right there, it tells you that the children of this world, right? Like if you're shrewd and you're, you're being like that to people, he's telling us that we're shrewd. You know, we're, we're of the world because the children of light don't act like that, you know? And then down here, um, says, here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then your possessions are gone. They will welcome you to an eternal home. So he's saying like when he blesses us, when God blesses us, right? We're called to be a blessing to people that don't have, you know? If we can help somebody else, why don't we? I mean, if you're only doing good to those that are good to you, what reward is there in that? Like, if you're only blessing people that's in your house, I mean, what reward is that? You know what I'm saying? Even the pagans do that. So if you got somebody that's outside of your home and you're just like, man, look, they ain't part of my home. It ain't none of my business, you know? What reward is there in just blessing people that are good to you? The pagans act like that. You're supposed to be different, you know? You're supposed to be different. Let's let's be different together. Let's do this thing together, you know? Um. Down here, what does it what does it say about the guy that uh, the guy that the rich man that went to hell? Right, it says finally the poor man died and was carried by the angels. Uh, let's see, the rich man shouted, "Father Abraham!" Okay, okay, but down here twenty five, I think. But Abraham said to him, "Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted, and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is here being comforted." And you are in anguish. Uh, that, that wasn't even it. Okay, right here. This right here. Verse 27. Then he said, uh, the rich man said, please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home. I got five brothers and I want to warn them so they don't end up in this place of torment. Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned them. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham. But if someone is sent to them from the dead, then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't be persuaded even if someone rises 
from the dead. So right there, that right there tells me that riches aren't always about money, right? Riches aren't always about money because those that have God, those that have the spirit of God, we are rich, you guys. We are rich. Our riches aren't of this world, you know? We are rich. I'm not going to go into all that. I, I could really, 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 really go into that, but I'm not going to. I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. But basically, if you see a brother, you know, that, that's sinning in a way that, you know, um, that don't lead to hell, you should pray for him, you know? Um, if you see people that you know, they need to know about Jesus, right? Like if you got this love in you, right? You got this love in you and you're like, I'm going to keep it to myself. You know, I'm, I'm not going to share it with nobody. You know, I'm not going to run around telling people and it's not do you. But right here, that rich man, he went to hell because he didn't help that guy laying outside that had sores all over him. So who are you telling Jesus about today? You know? Who are you telling people that are going to hell and torment? Have a heart, man. Have a heart. These people need Jesus now, you guys. Their love needs to be now, not tomorrow. We ain't promised tomorrow. Love is now, man. Love needs to be today. You don't wait. That person could die today. And you could have helped them. I don't know about you, but my blood, I'm sorry, their blood will not be on my hands, not on my watch. So what I'm, what I'm saying is that evangelists arise, arise. I said, arise in the name of Jesus. Go out there. Love the people, man. Love them. People don't know what the love of Christ is like. There's even people in the church that don't know it. God is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. It's not rude. It's not proud. It's not arrogant. It don't keep records of your wrongs. The Bible says love never gives up. Never. I mean, you know, uh, I think there's uh, something to be said about like, if you keep, 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 keep trying, you keep trying, you keep trying to help somebody, you keep, you know, what do you do? That's a question I have for all of you. What do you do when you're trying to love somebody? You, you see stuff, you could help them, you could bless them, but they just will not let you. They won't even listen to you. They don't even care what you got to say. I think there's a, there's a point in, in time where enough is enough. God ain't going to just let them abuse you, you know? There's a point in time where you just have to say, you know what, like he told the disciples, if they won't listen, if they won't receive you, dust off your feet and keep it moving. You know, there's a time to turn away and there's a time to embrace. I cannot judge a book by its cover. I can't. I've heard this all my life as a kid. I can't judge a book by its cover. I wrote this on my Facebook page. If you just scroll down a little bit, you'll see it. I said, even a judge knows that. You can't judge a matter just because the prosecutor told you so. Even the judge gives you, you know, lets you speak. You can't just, I can't, look, I don't know about you, but I can't, okay? I cannot walk around and let so-and-so tell me something about somebody else and believe everything they said. I just can't, you know? I don't know about you, but that's not wisdom to me. 
Wisdom to me would be listen to both parties. Listen to both sides. See what really happened. Use wisdom, you know. When we we when we are we are we are the Bible says we are going to judge angels even, you know? Don't we got to know everything? Don't we got to know uh every like how can I, I, I <laughs> I'm going to leave that alone. But <laughs> uh how can you judge something if you ain't never read the book? How can I give you a book report based off of what somebody else told me about that book? You know what I mean? I might be close. I might it, some of it might even be true. But what if when I read that book, I find out there was the reasons of this and it makes it so much different, you know? There was a purpose behind all of it and it wasn't even what you thought. It was com- you were completely wrong. So that person that told you about that book, they was off. They didn't even know because they didn't read it either. They just listened to somebody else. You know what I mean? So think about that. Let you let you really ponder that and think about that. And God, take my hat off right now, Lord, because I want to I want to honor you at all times, God. Father God, the people that need to hear this, whoever they may be, I pray right now that you would lead them to it, Lord. No matter what. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. So you guys, if you have the riches of heaven, you know, which is love, peace, joy, happiness. You have those riches in you. If you don't share them with other people, then people are going to torment, man. Then people are going to hell. Why can't we love folks? Why can't we say, you know what? It ain't about me, man. I was blessed to be a blessing. Why can't I go out there and say, hey, man, how you doing? You know? You ain't got to always run out there and talk about Jesus. I mean, you know, me, I do, but I don't know about you. I mean, some people, they got to start off uh, slowly. You know, the Bible says don't don't despise small beginnings because what works for me may not work for you. What works for you may not work for me. You know, my relationship could be different than your relationship with God. So other people can reach people, you know, uh, that they're fluent with, you know, and I may be able to reach people that I'm fluent with, or some people can reach both, you know, some people can reach both. Um, so, you know, an ex heroin addict can reach heroin addicts, right? An ex alcoholic can reach ex alcoholics or, or, you know, alcoholics. Um, there's people out there that need to see that there's a better way, you know, that, that this thing is possible, man. You know, when I was going to, uh, AA and, you know, uh, stuff like that, I never seen a successful heroin addict ever. I never seen a, a, a heroin addict be clean for 10 years. And I said to myself, let me be that guy to show people that it is possible, you guys. You know? So I just looked at it like, you know, if we got this love in us, which is wealth, why ain't we telling people? Why ain't we going out of our way to help people? I'm not saying you can save the world, but if God puts it on your heart to help someone and you don't, you're no better than an unbeliever. Remember that. You're no better than that rich man that had that bum, that, that you know, Lazarus with the sores on him. You're no better. And that rich man went to hell. I ain't saying this to, like, condemn people, because if your heart condemns you, God's greater than your heart. I'm just saying, where... 
is the love. Where's the love? You know? If I can help somebody and I got a dollar, you know, and this guy's like, hey, man, I need a quarter. Why wouldn't I? You know, you might think, oh, man, that's not significant. You know, all I got is a quarter. That's not going to help him. You know what? If we find 10 of you like that, right, or actually 12, we find 12 of you people like that, that give that man a quarter, that's $3. And that $3 could buy that guy a meal. You know, he could get him a cheeseburger, two cheeseburgers and a fry or something, you know, a cheeseburger and a fry. I think you probably would get a cheeseburger and a fry. It's pretty expensive nowadays. But uh, I'm just saying, you know, um, you might think that that dollar, that $2, that $3, you may think that that's not significant, right? God does miracles, man. You send a dollar, God may send a thousand with it. Just remember that. When you send something to somebody to bless them, or when you reach out to somebody to bless them, God will never let you outgive him. He's going to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or dream. Remember that. So you guys, um, I love you genuinely, or I wouldn't do this. Um, I got some real powerful teachings that get ready to come out. I got a, a bunch of a bunch of stuff that need to come out. I just uh, circumstances, you know, circumstances, and uh, it'll get there. It'll get there. Just be patient with me. And um, God has showed me so much, and and I, I it may not you know seem like a lot to other people, but there's there's people that are in other countries that don't hardly know nothing. And this, this right here may bless them more than you could possibly imagine, you know? So I look at it like this. If I'm faithful with a little, God will give me much, right? So again, God bless you all. And uh, uh, may the Lord, may the Lord, uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And also, um, I, I don't really, uh, I had uh, ways to sow, you know, uh, for the advancement of the kingdom. I had uh, ways that you could sow on my Facebook page. But honestly, you know, the Bible says that if I cause my brother to sin, to stop doing it. So I more or less looked at it like, you know what, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. You know, I don't want them to think uh, ill of me or anything like that. So I just took it down and I just uh, thought about it and I put it on YouTube. If you go to my YouTube channel, it's on my profile. Uh, if you go to the about me part, it's got ways that you can sew. So um, if you sew, um, thank you, you know, and I'm believing God to bless you. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, God. I decree and declare as your servant God, as a man that has favor with you, my Lord, that anybody that sows to advance your kingdom, God, I decree and declare that their seed be blessed, like your word says, by a thousand, a thousandfold, Lord. And God, I thank you in advance by faith what you're going to do. Thank you in Jesus' name.
Amen, amen, amen. I love you. You guys have a blessed day. And stay warm and uh, pay somebody to shovel your driveways. (laughs) Amen. God bless you.